is the city that started it all. It's a beautiful day. What a priceless goal that could prove to be. He's going to unleash one. Oh! Sheffield Wednesday celebrate. Billy Sharp, you do not leave that man unmarked in the box. Sheffield United have the lead. Football news from Sheffield and beyond. This is Shoe Football Forum. Hi there, welcome to another edition of Football Forum. Now, this is a bit unexpected, but we weren't expecting this whatsoever. The news that broke last night, as we're recording this on Tuesday morning, it broke Monday night, half eight, that Sheffield Wednesday have sacked Gary Monk as their manager after 14 months in charge took over from Steve Bruce, who left last summer, or in the summer of 2019, we should say, to uh, to go to boyhood club Newcastle United. Monk has been under scrutiny for quite a while, and quite recently, in fact, uh, due to Wednesday's horrific run of form post-lockdown. Um, now, obviously, Connor is with me uh, to dissect this, and uh, we've also brought in uh, our longtime friend of the show, uh, Football Heaven presenter and the man who accompanies my Friday night McDonald's in Adam Oxley. Uh, morning, Adam. Oh, morning, mate. Pleasure to uh, accompany your Friday night McDonald's. More <laughs> of a KFC man myself, but whatever you choose, that's good for me. Great to have you with us. Um, so let's get straight into things. And obviously, the one of the main reasons we've uh, we've come to you is obviously you were the man to do the final interview on Radio Sheffield with Gary Monk after the Millwall game on Saturday. Would you have thought that he was about to get sacked with his responses? Did anything seem off? No, in short. Um, I think it's one of those situations where you've already mentioned Gary's record and his overall record, particularly since the Bristol City game last December, is very poor. Um, But having had what can only be described as one of the worst weeks that Wednesday have had in a very, very long time, Wednesday seemingly had responded, let's, let's not over-egg the pudding, reasonably well, um, kept two clean sheets, um, scored obviously a penalty against Bournemouth to beat them, that's still their only defeat of the season by the way, um, followed it up with a clean sheet against Millwall, who have got more clean sheets than anybody else in the top five divisions of Europe uh, this calendar year. So. A week where there were some positives. Wednesday got half of their points deduction back, of course, last week. So uh, various people, including myself, jumped on the bandwagon, called it a 10-point week for Sheffield Wednesday, even though obviously six of those were earned uh, off the pitch. Um, and you go into the international break thinking, yep, yeah, you know, things aren't amazing, but Wednesday are off the bottom. They've got a plus points difference, the two points off safety. They've got two clean sheets in a row. And for all those reasons, did I expect he was going to get the chop after Saturday? No. Am I surprised now that he has got the chop? I'll equally say no. On the basis of his overall record and the week recently, I've seen it mentioned that Dave Ponchensu may well have made this decision before the last two home games. I can, I can, I can see that there's some credence in that, in that argument because he doesn't speak very often, Dapon. And he decided to do a three-hour press conference last Thursday in which he didn't exactly back Gary, 
But, you know, he, he, was, he didn't exactly say, you know, he's got one game, otherwise I'm going to sack him. It, it was a sort of, you felt he got a short to medium term kind of backing for things to turn around. But Dave Pond's his own man. And he clearly thought, as he said in his statement last night, that a change was needed, the right time to make a change, he said. And Gary and all his staff are out the door. It is, uh, it's interesting to say the least. Obviously, Connor, you are our resident Sheffield Wednesday expert on Football Forum. You broke the news to me and Chappers last night. I, uh, I got the notification. I was shocked. I didn't believe it. Um, obviously, Nancy Frostick was the one from The Athletic to break it first. What are your thoughts on the fact that Gary Monk has gone? Yeah, I agree with Adam about the timing. I think Chancery has definitely made his mind up before these last two home games, I think. You wouldn't sack him based on those two. Obviously, the win against Bournemouth was was very good. Um, did get a bit of luck, though, it's fair to say, with, with the penalty. Um, and, and the Millwall game, like Adam said, is a you know nothing to get too excited about because, it, again, it's a home game where we haven't scored. But um, Millwall, notoriously a tough nut to crack. And we got a decent point. But I think on his overall record, it's it's got to be the correct decision. You know, I, I was calling for him to leave last season after the Preston game I think I wasn't confident that he'd be the man to rebuild Wednesday for what was our biggest rebuild job since relegation from league, from the championship really um, with the points deduction and with the, the amount of players that we knew were getting moved on um, and he's brought in you know he's brought in some decent pedigree players who we thought were going to be able to get us moving in the right direction um, but I think it became apparent fairly quickly that that just wasn't going to happen. And I think with the, the three defeats to, to Luton, Rotherham and Wickham, I think it was difficult to see a point a point where he could return from that. Um, you know, despite having the good week and despite having the, the the six points slashed off the points deduction, you know, we're in a much better position overall. I still wasn't confident that we'd stay up because from what I've seen of us this season, I honestly couldn't tell you with confidence that there's three worst teams in the league. That That's how... You know, maybe, maybe I'm just judging that a bit emotionally. But some of the performances I think that we've seen, not just not just this season, but in the second half of last season, when you pick up 17 points in 23 games, it's difficult to have too much faith. And I think it's probably the most bizarre tenure in my time as a Wednesday fan, because oh, that's saying you know, something. Just, no, yeah, I know it is because I I genuinely think that so that around this time last year at Christmas. I was saying that he'd done the second best job in the league behind Bielsa because we were third um, with the the limited amount of funds that we had. Um, he'd done a great job. And then since then, it's honestly been the most, you know, one of the worst runs I've seen. Some of the worst football I've seen as a Wednesday fan. Like, like we said, picking up 17 points from 23 games last season. Just an absolute bizarre drop-off. And it's so, it's so difficult to put your, your, your finger on why. I've just seen Andy Giddens as tweeted something about Tony Pulis we might have to Joseph you might have to just look at that too uh, that might become a very important question um, but yeah we've I think the regression since January has been alarming um, the signs have been bad we're, in, we're a club in transition we know that but I think you've got to be able to see positive signs within that and the signs have all been that we're going backwards really since January you know despite what was a fairly decent start to the season um, if you look at 
Gary Monk's stats, you know, which which one do you want to see? Six goals this season. That's the joint twenty second best goal scoring record in the season in the league. Um expected goals twenty first in the league. So we're not really creating many chances either. Um two wins in twenty twenty at home. I think all these things point towards a manager losing the job. Things were out of his control, no doubt about it, but there's no doubt that he didn't get the best out of the players, uh, especially the attacking players. And, you know, I think it's the right decision. Well, to confirm what Andy Giddings has said, this has come from Ian Dennis, uh, one of the main uh, Five Live uh, reporters uh, of BBC Sport. Wednesday have apparently already spoken to Tony Pulis about this vacant position. Uh, Andy Giddings uh, has also tweeted, he'd be surprised if, uh, if Sheffield Wednesday hadn't appointed someone, Pulis or someone else, before the Preston game. So, uh, Pulis has been spoken to, we can confirm. And uh, this is obviously uh, kind of interesting because um, we would assume that because Wednesday have got something lined up. um, The question is, Connor, who do you want to fill the vacant position? Well, I'm not the biggest Tony Pulis fan, to be honest. Do I think he'd keep (laughs) us up? Yeah, I do. And, you know, you could argue that I'm being a bit ungrateful there and it's a results-based business, but I think you ask any West Brom fan or you ask any Middlesbrough fan, and I think he just, he sucks a bit of fun, he sucks a bit out of the fun out of watching your team play, to be honest. Um, I don't really want to see five centre-halves across a back five, um, <laughs> which could... Wednesday have got five centre-halves to be able to do it. So <laughs> That's it, true. He'll, he'll draft it in there. from somewhere. <laughs> But, um, you know, he's, he wouldn't be, you know, I, I, I think he'd keep us up, but he wouldn't be my choice. I'd, I'd be more inclined to go for Paul Cook, who took Wigan up from League One, kept him in the division. And last season, they were really a, a, a solid mid-table side, despite not having the best of squads. I think they overachieved last season. And obviously, the points deduction took them down, but that's something that's way out of Cook's control. And the timing of that was absolutely horrendous, but he managed to galvanise them, continue their good run of results, and they just came up a little bit short. So he'd be my number one choice, realistically. I'd like Nigel Pearson, but that, that, always, that name always comes up. <laughs> he, said, he has said before that he wouldn't want to manage Wednesday. Things can always change, but I think that is probably a little bit unrealistic. I'm, I'm not going to... Tell, try and make out that it is realistic. Just a tell. Uh, and then maybe, yeah, and then maybe, you know, I'd, I'd be quite happy with Ryan Lowe as well. I think he's done a really good job at Plymouth and Berry, a young manager, so it is a risk. But young and upcoming managers can often strike gold, can't they? And um, it's, it's someone that, that Chan Siri's never really gone for that type, but it's certainly somebody that I'd be looking at. So that'd be my little shortlist. I'm, I'm not a big Pulis fan, to be honest. <laughs> well, speaking of Ryan Lowe, Adam, uh, obviously, as Connor says, he has been linked. Can we really see Chan Siri dropping into League One, poaching someone that's already currently in a job? Um, I wouldn't want to ever second guess Daypon Chan Siri <laughs> for one. Um, you know, he is a, an intriguing character um, who has pumped a lot of money into Wednesday. You know, he's, uh, Wednesday have got a lot to be grateful today upon Chan Siri for, but um, he's a very... Yeah, a lot of what he says is is very interesting. Is, is about as good a way as I can put it. Um, I mean, it, it took him a while to, to go into the English market, 
you know, he, he, Carlos and, and Jos, and suddenly Steve Bruce came along and we didn't think that that, that was going to happen. Um, I think Lowe would be an interesting appointment. Um, I think he's somebody that when in his playing time at Wednesday, um, uh, was well liked for, for that time and where Sheffield Wednesday were as a club. Um, I, I think it was quite interesting. Connor was a Gary Megson away from ple- completing the full bingo set. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I wasn't laughing at you I was laughing with you uh, Just a, <laughs> Nigel, Nigel Pearson in, clearly in terms of calibre and his links to Sheffield Wednesday would be a fantastic manager but he's the first man that comes up every single time If he's the most um, tweeted name that I've seen over the past 24 hours yet he's probably the least likely to take the job just on like as Connor said what he said before lives locally doesn't want to do it Cook would be a good shout um, for all the reasons that you've talked about, great record and some really good things with Chesterfield, with Portsmouth, with Wigan over recent seasons. Um, Tony Pulis, again, you know, you got to look at his overall record. I mean, his overall record's very good. What he did with Stoke was absolutely incredible. Um, did a reasonable job at others. It's his style of play that won't get people excited. And that's one of the major criticisms of Gary Monk, of course, um, that what we've seen. Me and Mike had a conversation in the office yesterday about Wednesday's strike force. Because obviously Wednesday's overall record is quite poor. I think it is seven wins in 34 after the weekend. Just those two wins in the last 18 at home. They're not good statistics. But it's the six goals this season out of 11 games. Because Gary and Dapon both pointed to not joining the records of last season and this season together to judge them. Because there's lots of different circumstances. The points deduction, the out-of-contract players. Loads of other things going on in the background there. But if you do take this season, Wednesday failed to score in six of their 11 games. Of those six goals they've scored out of 11, two were penalties. One was a free kick and one was an own goal. So not a lot of potency there. And the comment I made yesterday was Wednesday brought in five or six players in a forward slash attacking midfield kind of position. I don't think Wednesday at the moment know their best sort of front three or four at all. Um, And I think that for me is is a bit of a problem because essentially what you'd like to do is condense about eight players that Wednesday have got into five. And I think if you condense some of the qualities in like seven or eight players that Wednesday have got into the five, then you'd be in a lot better position. But because Wednesday had the points deduction, they were shopping in a, a different market in the summer to other people. I don't think Gary Monk did a particularly bad job with that. And the last point I'm going to make on Gary Monk is that I'm partially one of the reasons I'm surprised at the timing is that Dapon's given him the summer, all after last season. The record last season alone was enough for Dapon to go, thank you, Gary, for, for your time and your efforts. I'm going to move on. I don't think anybody had about an eyelid. He's given him the summer. He's allowed him to bring in all his own staff, so four members of staff this summer that have all come in. He's given him the transfer window to do this. He's given him 11 games, of which the last two showed some promise, and then he's booted him. Now, to me... <laughs> It seems a little harsh if you've given him all that time, given him everything he wanted in terms of his transfers and his staff, to not give him that little bit extra time to see if it's going to work. I agree that the football wasn't great. Attacking-wise, they're not scoring enough goals. Do I think it would have worked? Balance of probabilities, I'm not sure. But for all those reasons I've said, it does surprise me that he's booted him now and hasn't given him that little bit more time. Because there's nothing that a new manager can do in the transfer market until January anyway. So it's an interesting time. Who we get, um, I don't know. I, I suspect it might be another English name. 
like like we like we've said, as opposed to um, a foreign coach. So I think Dapon's adapted as he's gone on through his tenure as the owner at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, but another key appointment, we say it every time, we've said it for the last three or four appointments for Wednesday, um, in a better position with a points deduction, but need to really get this right to, first of all, stay in the championship and second of all, kick on. Exactly. Uh, it, it, it's like we say, Wednesday have only scored in four of their 10 or 11 games so far this season. So it really shows issues there. I mean, obviously, Chancery, he's gone with two left field appointments so far, we said, uh, with, uh, with Carlos and with Jos. Then he's had two managers who know the league well, Steve Bruce, Gary Monk. Uh, this fifth appointment is going to be uh, quite critical, as you say, Adam. Um, but Connor, how does whoever comes in tackle the problems that Wednesday's got? Obviously, the main one is getting goals in the back of the net. Yeah, that's the, the million-dollar question, really. How does a manager come in and get the best out of the attacking players? I think a lot of managers will probably tell you that coaching a well-organised and well-structured defence is, is the easier part of the job. It's getting a team to be uh, productive in the final third, getting the team to create chances, really. And obviously, you've got to have the individual quality to do that, but you've got to have the sort of right movement movement in the final third which could which could create those clear cut chances a lot of possession a lot of territory and theoretically the opposition's goal would be under pressure but we wouldn't be able to create that really good opportunity that you'd think you know we really should have scored that I think the Millwall game's a good example we created five or six decent chances where you'd hope that you'd take one of them, but nothing really clear-cut that was an absolute sitter, nothing that would sort of split a defence. Um, I think we were a lot better against teams who try and play out from the back and trying to take the ball off them, high press and trying to attack them in transition, counter-attack and be sturdy and ask them the question can you break us down and we'd, we'd often struggle to break those sort of teams down and Millwall's a prime example of that so I think in those sort of when you coach the team to be able to break them down and obviously if I could sit here and say how you do that then I'd, I'd probably be a manager myself it's it's very <laughs> difficult to uh, achieve but that's what whoever needs to come in needs to be aiming for and um, Tony Pulis is, is an interesting one because I'm not sure. I think Tony Pulis would certainly get the defensive record even better. I don't think the defensive record's bad at all, to be honest, but Pulis would get the defensive record even better. I'm not sure we'd be scoring many goals under him. Um, Paul Cook, I believe, from, from when I've seen him, I watched a, a lot of Chesterfield when he was there. He likes his teams to play on the front foot and, and press high. Um, that's another reason I'd like him and I think his style I think we do need somebody that is a decent that, that gets the best out of attacking players and uh, that's why I'd have him over someone like Tony Pulis or you know Sabri Lamucci somebody like that I think we need somebody who's going to try and play on the front foot and, and obviously improve that attacking record above everything else and uh, just to finish up Adam obviously Wednesday whoever 
we get in. Obviously, there will be a few uncertainties until after the international break. But will Wednesday, is their task still just to survive this season? Or can they hope to push a little bit further up the table? Well, I, I think in part with the points deduction being halved, that this will have added to Dapon's thinking that while ever it was minus 12, I think any there was little bits of talk of can we have a really good season and still make the playoffs, but I, I think that was very much pie in the sky for me. Now that it's six, you know, with a, with a good headwind, Wednesday, you know, could make the top six if they have a really good season. And that may well have been in Dapon's thoughts because, yep, there is a minus six start to this season. Yep, Wednesday is second bottom at the moment. But Dapon has clearly said from the minute he came in that his ambition is to take Sheffield Wednesday into the Premier League. Came very close in those first couple of seasons. Uh, we shouldn't forget how close Wednesday were. And if Wednesday had taken one of those two chances, we'd probably be having a very different conversation right now. Um, but I think realistically... If Wednesday could get themselves into sort of a, a mid-table kind of ninth, tenth finish with a above-average return, getting on top of that minus six that they um, now started with, that'd be a good season. I don't think any Wednesday fan in the heart of hearts, starting with a points deduction, would expect that they're going to finish in the top six. Now, new manager get on a roll, shrewd, couple of shrewd acquisitions in. In January, the championship being as it is, it's not as strong this year. There are several teams towards the bottom of the division that, that aren't as good. And it, it is there for somebody to do. I, I just think with all the factors that we've seen at the moment, with the, the, the attacking side of the team, the, the lack of goals, the likelihood of Wednesday having that sort of really above average, really good season is going to take something special. But I don't think there's any reason why Wednesday can't kick on and, and get a top-half finish this season with a good headwind and if a new manager comes in and steadies the ship quite well. It will be an interesting season for Sheffield Wednesday and we will follow it here on Football Forum every step of the way. Adam, it's been a huge pleasure to have you on the show once again and uh, really appreciate you giving up your time this morning. Pleasure, gents. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. That's your lot from Football Forum for now. We're back on Thursday. From all of us, take care. Bye-bye. Shoe Radio. Bringing you the latest football news from Sheffield and beyond. This is Shoe Football Forum.